Support the Love Thy Neighbor podcast network at anchor.fm slash Anthony dash Wilson slash support. Again, anchor.fm slash Anthony dash Wilson slash support. If you'd like to give a one-time gift, go to dollar sign A Wilson 2273 on your cash app. God bless you. All right, welcome to the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network. I am your host, Anthony Wilson, and today on Love Thy Neighbor, I've got a a pretty cool guest, um, a young lady that I've known for many years, um, since she was maybe a freshman in high school, and now she's graduating from college. (laughs) You know, this is amazing, but uh, I'm so honored and and so um, amazed that what God has done in her life, and so I want to welcome to our show, uh, Miss Mariah Greenwell. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. Doing good. Glad to be here. Glad to be a guest today. Yeah. So, Mariah, um, as I said, I've, I've known you for a while. Um, what, what what's going on in your world today? Um, where are you going to school, or are you graduating? Uh, what's going on? I mean. It's, mm-hmm. it's been a while since we've sat out and talked, so we'll just talk a little bit. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, so like you said, I just graduated from college, um, school called CSU Pueblo. So I don't know where all, all your listeners are at, but it's a it's a smaller D2. Um, came here to run track, uh, study English education. So I have my degree in English, uh, my undergraduate degree in English, and uh yeah, like I said, I came here to run track and get that degree so that I could be a teacher and a coach. And uh, uh, by the time I was graduating, I wasn't running track anymore, and um, and I wasn't planning to be a teacher anymore. So I got the degree. <laughs> I did the track thing for a couple years, um, but now I'm actually going uh going into full-time ministry or already am in full-time ministry with uh with an organization called fca so fellowship of christian athletes which is something that we did when i was in high school and then uh i continued doing when i was in college um and right athletic background christian background it was just it's a perfect thing for me. So um, that's what I'm going into now. And I say going into because I'm still support raising. So I don't get to do the ministry full time yet. Um, I'm kind of in the phase of like constant anticipation of <laughs> when I will. So, right, right, right. yeah. Anything else you think I should hit on? Or? Um, so uh, you got a you got a big date coming up in in uh, about six weeks. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm getting married in six weeks, October twentieth, um, to a guy that I met here at CSU Pueblo um, through FCA. So <laughs> comes full circle for you. He is uh, from Uganda and London. 
and he ended up in Pueblo, Colorado. So I don't know, again, where your listeners are from, but if they know anything about Colorado, they know that it don't really make sense to live in the capital of Uganda, the capital of England, and then end up in Pueblo, Colorado. But here <laughs> right, we are. <laughs> right. Well, in Colorado, we are a melting pot. We've got people from all over the globe. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, and the listeners, these listeners are all over the world. So maybe right. someone in London <laughs> or Uganda may uh, have an opportunity to hear this. So um, that right. is definitely amazing. Um, like I said, I've, I've known you since, uh, you know, freshman in high school. So I've kind of watched you grow up. And we did some daring things in high school, you know. I know. Um, yeah. we, you know, as far as, you know, taking a risk for Christ, you know, um, I, I remember when we uh, started our Daniel challenge where we prayed uh, every day at lunch. Um, right. <laughs> it was it was definitely a, an amazing thing and how people began to actually gather and do it with us, you know. And it got right. to the point where they actually told me I couldn't be a part of it no more. It was like, oh, you can't, right. you can't do that. You know, you you work for the school, and you guys just kept it going. You know, you guys just kept it going. Um, I wonder, you know, I wonder if some of that plays a role in you wanting to, you know, be uh, in full time ministry. Um, do you mm -hmm. remember some of those things that we did in high school? You, you mentioned the FCA and things like that you know what right. other what other memories do you have right I think for me it's probably a little more vague than it is for you because I was 14 yeah but I do remember doing something for a while at lunch I remember doing the prayer because I think initially at first I think we did it on our knees mm -hmm. in yeah. a circle yeah and um I remember uh, even after that, we would just go gather at lunch, like a small group for probably five, ten minutes, and we would just maybe say something that we felt like, you know, this is what the Lord is teaching me right now, and I just want to share this with you, and we would pray. And um, other than that, I just remember, I remember a lot of that, I mean, me just being in sports. I remember taking that, like, through the athletic halls, like yeah. after practice, yeah, and being there for hours after practice, and still talking to my atheist friend about why Jesus is <laughs> right, why Jesus is God, and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now you you were a part of our, our our group that we took to Dare to Share. Did you go to Dare Dare to Share? You know, back in the day, um, um, because we got to you know take a lot of the kids and kind of teach them you know evangelism through those conferences and things like that yeah um you know those were pretty fun um so on the college campus how you know did you maintain so here's here, here's here's the the backdrop of this question there are high statistics that most people when they leave home right and they go to college they they kind of walk away from their faith you know, right. they 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 disconnect from it and not necessarily stop believing in God, but really stop right. walking. You know, how did you maintain, you know, leaving home, 
you know, and yeah, you're only a couple of hours away, but you might as well have been 10,000 yeah. miles away, you know, because when somebody, people weren't going to come and visit you all the time. So you basically were in a place, new place, new people. You started out in sports, didn't continue in sports. That would have been a, an, an area for you to, to have camaraderie. How did you maintain your walk with the Lord um, in, in, in that transition into college? Right. I think that mine was maybe a little different because I didn't grow up in a Christian home. So, like, from from the beginning, me, right, like, going to church every Sunday, me uh, professing Christ as Lord and Savior, like, those are all things that were my choice. Those are things that I wanted to do as a 14, 15, 16, 17-year-old high school student. Those are things that I wanted to do. And those are things that I did because I believe. Um, and so I think, I would imagine for people who grew up in Christian homes, uh, some of the reasons why they maybe walk away from God in college is because they kind of have like that crisis of faith. And I didn't have to experience that because I knew that I believed. Um, it was just, I think for me it was more of a matter of like, was I gonna was I gonna live it out or was I gonna just be comfortable uh, like simply believing but but not but not living it out and um, yeah I think freshman year of college for me wasn't wildly different than it probably is for every other freshman of it, it's kind of a blur I don't remember it all too well um, I did go to a couple parties and kind of try to see like you know is this who I'm going to be or or am I going to be someone different and um I think I actually think by the grace of God um me getting on the track team was the best thing that could have happened for my sake because we actually we weren't allowed to go to parties mm -hmm. so there came a certain point where our coach just like put the hammer down and he's like you're not allowed to go to parties because you have a commitment to this team and you need to perform. So we weren't allowed to go to parties. We had weights early in the morning. So I was going to bed at 10 and uh, we had to earn good grades. So it kind of gave me a structure uh, for the track team. And I think, I think that put me in a good place to be like, okay, like I'm actually not going to be the person who, who runs from Christ in college, but, um, because of outside factors and the belief that I already had, I think that ended up helping me to run toward Christ. So um, the Lord allowed me to be on that track team, I think, in a lot of ways because of those ways that it was going to benefit my relationship with Him. Yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely powerful because it kind of gave you a structure, you know, so, you know, having that structure kept you, you know, and, and not that, like you said, you were that kind of person, but you had a decision to make because there were a lot of choices. Right. There were a lot of options. There were opportunities. Yes, you're going to be invited to parties. You're going to be invited to hang out here. You know, and in a small college town, um, there's not a whole lot to do. You know, if you're not focused, you know, you can you can just get in trouble from boredom. <laughs> you know, so right. so having that uh, definitely, you know, was good for you. Um, now, as far as, so FCA, um, 
when you joined, you know, the FCA, it was kind of a natural thing for you. Like, okay, as an athlete in high school, I, I had FCA in high school. It was just natural. When you got to college, you know, w- what was what was different about FCA? Was um, the people you met? Uh, did you re- did you run into people that were just on fire for God, and that really helped you, or was it, was it kind of like a you know easing into and then it building? You know, what was that transition like? Yeah, now I don't think I initially ran into people who were on fire for God. Uh, if I remember my freshman year correctly, I remember even like wanting to live out my Christian faith, but feeling a little alone in that and kind of feeling like I couldn't. Um, So I'm going to keep this on the DL a little bit type of thing. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that one of the struggles I definitely faced for sure my freshman year was just adjusting to different cultures of different church or parachurches, right? So my first experience with a church being what we would traditionally call like a black church and then going to colleges, public colleges, which are a majority white students and just the differences that exist in those church settings that I would never have known existed. So I remember that being a little bit tough for me of just adjusting to, right, like nothing was bad. It was just different than I was used to. Um, So those are some of the, some of the adjustments some of the obstacles I faced um, just as far as SCA went. But even in that, I think the Lord was, I think the Lord was faithful to me. I just have one specific memory of choosing to go to SCA one night. The guest speaker was a black man and he started like doing a little rap in the middle of him sharing. And I write, so I was like, okay, like this is cool. I'm going to go, I'm going to go introduce myself to this guy. And he kind of became a uh, little bit of a mentor for me freshman year, just just someone who, who was familiar. And I could be like, okay, like, you're black. I'm missing the black church. You rap. Like, um, yeah, like, just connect me with people like you type of thing. So, yeah, that's, yeah. that's that, that sounds wonderful. Now, you kind of mentioned this up. You write, you know, you mentioned this a little bit. Talk to me about your 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 writing, your poetry. You know, um, are you still doing it? Is it something that you kind of put on the shelf? Is it something, you know, because for a long time that was a, a major part of, you know, who you were. You know, um, and then you went through a stage where, well, I don't know. So where are you at now with your poetry? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To be honest, I don't, I haven't written anything in like a year or so. And I think, um, I think part of that is COVID. I think I've just kind of went through a little bit of a a funk with COVID. And so like part of the reason why I used to write a lot is because my brain was always thinking about the ways to put words together that sounded good. And I think like, that just hasn't been running through my mind in a while. And I think that's a little bit with COVID. Um, But I think, um, I don't know, English degree, like I love words. (laughs) I'm fascinated by them. And so I I think it's always something that I want 
I want to do. So um, something that I've been thinking more about is like write, like write, like studying a book of the Bible or a chapter of the Bible, and then writing writing something like that is tied like directly to that, and that's a way that I could share of what I think like this passage is teaching. So yeah. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> that would be pretty cool, yeah. you know, to 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 write, you know, based upon what you're you're reading and studying, and then share that. Wow, that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, so with all the things going on, um, e- being an FCA, being a Christian, um, doing this walk of faith, you're four years into this thing. Where did the idea of you know full-time ministry sounds like it's calling to me (laughs) where did that come from (laughs) yeah so it wasn't it wasn't something i just woke up one day and was like i want to do this now (laughs) um it was something i think the lord had to kind of foster in my in my heart and in my mind for I think probably two years he was working at it. I didn't know what he was getting at, but <laughs> I think he's getting there slowly but surely. But I think where it ultimately ended up happening was summer 2019 when I went and worked at a, a summer camp for 12 weeks. It was pretty, pretty extensive. Um, and yeah, my job was to share the gospel with young kids every single day. Um, and right like my boss had me like go spend time with jesus pray for people study my bible um articulate the gospel to a six-year-old which is a skill it really is um and it was through it was through that experience of committing a summer to work um in ministry that i um yeah i just I felt like it was the most fulfilling thing I, I ever did. Um, I've had jobs before, worked at IHOP, I've worked in offices, and it's kind of just one of those things where I drag my feet, I go in, and I'm like, I know i got to earn a couple bucks, so I do it. Uh, but that was the only thing, only thing I've ever done that didn't feel like a job to me. Mm. It felt like this is, right, this is impactful, this is meaningful, and... Um, I could honestly stay at this camp and never leave. I could do this every day for, for my entire life. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah, so it was that experience for me. Well, you know, I, I think a lot of people need those type of experiences um, to even, you know, be able to make that, that choice. You know, having that experience gave you an opportunity to find something out about yourself that maybe you didn't know at first. Maybe you weren't, you know, clear on. Um, uh, We were talking a little bit, you know, before we came on. And full-time ministry, you know, in my mind, as I have known you, has always been a thing that it seemed like it was there for you. Um, Because, you know, when we would do things, when we would, you know, you, you were the type of person that, you actually would overcome your fear. You'd be so nervous about talking to somebody about a certain thing. And then next thing you know, once you did it, you were on fire. You're like, okay, let's go. And it was like, wow, she just, but that's what it takes, you know, 
to do full-time ministry is that you're going to have to overcome a lot of fear the fear of rejection the fear of you know um, it not working the fear of what people are going to think you know as you're in this stage of building up your support what are some of the things mm -hmm. that cross your mind that you know make you say uh, should I go forward should I make a turn real quick and do something else what are some of those obstacles look like for you right Right. I think um, obviously one of them is just the financial piece itself. Yeah. I think uh, support raising is probably something that I feel like a, a minority of people are actually good at or enjoy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I've discovered that I'm not. I do not belong to the minority that are good at it or enjoy it. <laughs> but um, so I think that that is an obstacle that, I don't know, there's a lot of fear wrapped in that, of it's like, well, I believe that the Lord is called to this, but um, I don't know if the funds are going to come in for me to even be able to do it. And, um, yeah, for me, that's been a huge aspect of, like, revealing how small I actually, like, trust the Lord, <laughs> right? When it's easy for me to say that I trust the Lord, but when it's right, because support raising is something that I don't feel like I have any control over. And so um, I completely have to trust the Lord in that, that he will be the one to provide. And I think that's revealed a lot to me that my trust in the Lord, um, you know, could use some, could use some, some reps, <laughs> so to say. <laughs> Yeah, but I think, I think just with me being in this place right now, I think more than having fear about the actual ministry, I have a lot of excitement because I'm just in a place of anticipation and I really, really want to get to the part where I get to spend time with people and invest in them and I cherish the times that I do get to do that. Um, but I think the, the other fears that initially and probably still does uh, kind of come to me from time to time. It's just kind of like that thought in the, in the back of my mind of like, am I, am I good enough to be an example? Hmm. Like, I know I'm a Christian. I love the Lord. And right, like being a student leader for SEA, like cool. But am I good enough to be like, right, like full-time ministry? That feels like a, <laughs> right. a big thing to me. Like you got to be able to say like imitate me as I imitate Christ and I know I'm not perfect um, but I think right it's it's trusting in the Lord's in the Lord's call and that um, I don't know that not not putting that pressure on myself to to be Christ because he already did that um, yeah yeah yeah, yeah I, I am in 2016 I went from um, working at Hinkley and doing, you know, full-time there to full-time ministry at the church. Um, right. And I remember, uh, I, I knew I trusted God. I knew I trusted that, you know, it was there. He would make a way. Um, but at the same time, you are thinking, well, 
what do other people think about this? You know? Right. What is their perspective on this? What you know, especially on the times where, you know, you are having those moments where, oh man, this is gonna be tough. It's like when you're doing something like this, and I know what you and I know what you mean, you feel like you're supposed to walk into it like, Yes, Lord called me, I'm doing this, ah, you know. So if you show right. signs of man, it's tough, it's like people are gonna say, Why are you doing that? <laughs> why are you why don't you go do something else if this is going to be so hard? And so that, how do you deal with, because sometimes they're not, sometimes nobody's saying anything, right? But you feel like they're saying something. You feel like they have a perspective. How do you deal with that? <laughs> yeah, for me, it's actually really hard. Um, <laughs> I didn't know this about myself until probably two or three years ago, but I actually care a lot about what people think of me um i care a lot about if they like me how they perceive me um and things like that so people people wouldn't know it i don't i don't think anyone expects me to say that they're probably like i thought you were confident and didn't care (laughs) what anybody thought i'm like no i actually care a lot um so those those small things are they they are things that i I pray about to the Lord for days and I'm just like, man, this person said this and now I'm questioning the whole two years that I feel like you've been, you've been calling me. And that's something I prayed about of like, Lord, like you've been stirring this inside of me for two years and it took a five minute conversation with someone I barely know for me to question everything, Mm. everything that I feel like you've been trying to get at. And um, I think that's that's the thing about full time ministry too, isn't it? Because I don't feel like people who work in the secular world have to get up every day and feel like there's maybe like a spiritual attack against their position at work. But man, we're just trying to go to work, and <laughs> <laughs> things are coming against us. Like, can I go to work today or what? <laughs> no, that's so, real. That that that's definitely real. Um, and like you know. Like you said, so, so so some people say, well, you're a pastor, that's kind of different. But the, the, the attack, the approach is the same because you have to trust God. You have to trust God that he's going to provide. You have to trust God um, in doing what you're doing and knowing that this is what God has called you to do. Because like you said, you could prepare for months, you know, to do this and within a few minutes someone say something and you're in a place of crisis you're like whoa so uh and right. a lot of people in their walk with god don't necessarily encounter that when it comes down to doing something for god a lot of people you know their struggles are about the things that they want in life about the places that they want to go the things they want to accomplish when you're stepping in the full-time ministry, it puts you in a position where you, you, you're you're saying, God, I, I, I'm trusting you, and your prayer life is different. And you mentioned this, mm-hmm. you know, how do you feel that your prayer life has shifted now that you have this in front of you, um, as opposed to, the, you know, what you were praying about before you stepped out on this uh, this particular uh, direction in life? 
Right. Um, yeah, so that's interesting because uh, prayer is actually the, the spiritual discipline that I'm, I'm working on right now. Um, even though I've been an athlete for a lot of years, I don't think I'm, I'm very disciplined. So <laughs> actually, these are your words that, that still, still I think about is that you can't uh, keep telling yourself that you're going to make time for God, but you got to take time. Um, and that, that's what I'm doing right now is prayer. Um, so I've set, right, like, I've set goals for myself. And not that it's a legalistic thing, but right, right, right. I wanted to give myself some, some guidelines for, um, have guidelines for everything else in my life. And I want to give myself some guidelines for what I want my my prayer life to look like uh, with the Lord. And... Uh, one of them is that I'm writing down uh, the just bullet points of things that I pray about and praying about them more consistently, and I'm being expectant to see how God would would work in that. Um, and I feel like uh, my prayer, uh, you know, in it I lean a lot more on who God is than anything I can do or um, any way I can control a situation. I'm I'm leaning a lot more on who God is um, and really seeking to see that as like true in my life. Like the Lord is faithful. So that means, right, that's the truth that I can rely on in this situation that I'm praying about and yeah. this situation that I'm praying about. So. Yeah, that, that that's definitely good. And, and you're right. You're right. Um I, and I probably didn't make that statement up. That probably I've got it from somewhere else. You oh, know? okay. But it, it is it is the truth. It's, it's the truth nonetheless. Is that you know you're gonna have to take it. You know this is something that you've got to want this thing. You know one of my favorite verses. Uh, we're studying through the the Beatitudes right now, and the Bible. You know you know all the blessed attitudes and blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. He says they shall be filled. And to me, that's a part of it. You know, wanting to be disciplined in my prayer life, in my study time, in in my uh, fine-tuning my ear and my heart, you know, to hear from God or be moved by God, you know, and, and wanting to be pliable in his hands. It's something that you have to want. You've got to want that. And going into full-time ministry puts you in a position where you do have to be dependent upon God and you have to want him more than uh, more than any other things, because at the end of the day, you know, raising support, you know, and you're saying that God, <laughs> you know, and one of our, our, our recent college students just went off to Alabama State um, and okay. they basically, you know, and this was like you said, kind of frightening to me. Because um, they took one of my statements. I told them, I said, you know, if it's God's will, then it's God's bill. And that was like their their driving point. And so they went to the college that gave them the most money. They said, you know, if I'm going to get into college, okay. I don't have any money. So, God, if it's your will, it's your bill. And, you know, um, an HBCU gave them the money to go out there and... They're out there. They had other options. Southern was another place that they had, but Southern wasn't w willing to give any scholarship, any financial. But this this school 
took care of him. She said, "Well, if it's if it's God's will, it's His bill. You know, He's got right. He's gonna He's gonna take care of it." And I believe that. And it was something that I learned from my 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 late great uncle uh, Willie Wilson. He told me that years ago when I was going into full time ministry. He said, "You know, if it's God's will, it's His bill. You know, He right. He has to provide for the things that." Um, that he has called you to. And so in those things you, but there's a part of it, like you said, that I have to be willing to step out. If I believe that this is God's will and ask for the support, ask for the help and he's going to do the rest, but I do have to do my part. Um, It's not going to just drop out of the sky. Right. (laughs) You know, but at the same time, your faith has to meet that, um, that situation um, like you said, I know I trust God, but here it is. Am I willing to ask, you know, for this support and trust that if God is in this, then he's going to put it on that person's heart, what they're going to do. They're going to respond, you know, in obedience to God. They're not really responding to if I'm worthy, right? Because sometimes we can feel like, man, is there something wrong with me? Am I, you know, a lot of things, you know, capture our worth, right? It'll grab mm-hmm. our worth. And we're like, how did my worth get tied up in that? You know, why do I feel less than, you know, you know what I'm saying? Um, do you ever battle with that? You know, that your worth is tied up in this. A little bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I do that often. Like I said, I think I think that's a part of some of the things that I struggle with, like personal insecurities of wanting people to like me. And so if they, yeah, it's silly. It's silly when you think about it. If they don't want to support me monthly, that means they don't like me. And <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Like it ain't got nothing to do with me. They've never had nothing to do with me. But for some reason that, that thought, right? That's the thought that, that I come back to. And yeah, the truth is how do I combat that thought? I don't know. It's one that I, I struggle with maybe more than most people. Um, and so, yeah, reminding myself to think rationally is part of this. (laughs) Um, and asking the Lord to remind me of that often is the other part of it. Yeah. Um, and believe it or not, believe it or not, you're not alone in that. A lot of us struggle with that, especially when you're put in a position where, um, you know, people are having to give even 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 my podcast. You know, you think, you know, oh, you look up and maybe a supporter dropped off. And you're like, oh, what did I do? Did I mess up? Did I not do this? Did I not? Maybe they just forgot. <laughs> you know, right. and you don't even want to reach out to them and say, hey, you know, cause it feels weird. Right. But right. again, this has nothing to do with your worth or your value because your worth and your value is found in Christ. And so these right. other things that you do, you, you 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 do them because they are a means to an end. But ultimately, your source is him. Right. Your source is Christ. And so that's how we, we, we maintain. We just keep connected to that. And that's why I say, you know, your prayer life is huge, you know, whereas, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but sometimes people who just work regular jobs, 
they they can take a break, <laughs> you know, of asking the Lord to give us this day our daily bread, right? Yeah. You know, as a as a full time pastor who's not over this huge church, I gotta pray every day. You know, give us right. this day our daily bread. You know, and yeah. I believe that that's something that's going to be a part of your daily, you know, weekly regimen is that, Lord, thank you for your provision. And Lord, I ask that you continue to provide. There's a different, that's a different way of living. That right. That's not your normal, you know, Christian life. Your normal Christian life is, Lord, bless us, keep us, watch over us, protect us. Um if you're sick, let's pray for healing. If somebody's going through, you pray for comfort. But to pray daily, God, you're, you're, you're going to have to take care of me because right. I'm living my life for you. Do you feel right. that, that shift happening in your in your life as you're getting closer to trying to raise this support and possibly really stepping into this thing? Right. I do, which is um, it's a difficult thing to learn. And I think that, yeah, I think that's kind of what, what I've discovered about myself is I think prior, like the Lord's provision has been an idea to me, but not something that I've actually had to like trust in. Like the idea that the Lord provides, yeah, sure. It's something I've read about, but it's not something that I've actually had to rely on. Um, and so now it is, and that's kind of, in a couple of ways, like, I think especially probably as an American, like a little bit world shattering for me of, um, no, we've, we've never had to rely on the Lord for, for daily, daily anything. Um, <laughs> it's just a nice prayer. <laughs> right, right. Right. But yeah, learning, learning that that's, that's actually real. And then it's actually, so I think faith building to see the Lord actually come through on that. And it's like, okay, I think half the time with support raising, I just, I feel like I've done this much work. <laughs> like, dang, like, I got nobody else to ask. Like, I don't know what, what else to do. And then all of a sudden, like, someone calls, something comes through. And it's like, dang, like the Lord was, Lord was working while I was, while I was stressing, worried a little bit, he was working. And, um, yeah, just trusting that, you know, that's true. The, what the Lord says about himself is true. And he's a provider. So continuing to learn in that and, and walk in that. And it's been scary, but it's also been faith building, which I think is huge. So, so um, as we get ready to kind of close this out, um if you could kind of based upon what you've experienced, what do you think the next year of your life is going to look like? You know, you're getting ready to get married. You've stepped into mm -hmm. this FCA thing. You've graduated from college. What's this next year hold for Mariah? Well, what will your last name be? <laughs> Ngoga. Mariah Ngoga. N -G -O -G -A. Yeah, Ngoga. Ngoga. Yeah. What do, what do you you know what do you what do you see? What do you what do you see? What do you sense, you know, in your heart that this next year holds for you, you know, moving forward? Right. 
I think um, I think Pueblo plays a big part in in what the next year holds for for Mark and I. Um, yeah, just honestly, I didn't want to stay in Pueblo, <laughs> but the Lord Mark did, I didn't, <laughs> and the Lord, right as we prepared to get married, the Lord kind of changed my heart in that, and now I see. I think one of the things the Lord has been teaching me is that he loves Pueblo. So Pueblo has like kind of a bad, a bad reputation with the rest of Colorado. It's kind of a place of like, why would you live there? Yeah, yeah, right. You're fresh out of college, you're getting married. Why don't you pick living in another city? Um, but I think Pueblo is ripe for ministry. And so Mark is, he actually kind of out of the woodworks got, uh, an offer to be an assistant coach for the men's soccer team at CSU Pueblo. Uh, so now I'm working in sports ministry. Uh, Mark is a part-time assistant coach, right? And he gets to kind of walk that role out of being a Christian coach um, for young, young boys. And um, yeah, I think the Lord is, I think the Lord is doing something in Pueblo with a lot of the young people, which is like really cool that I get to go into church and like thank the Lord. Someone else is like, I think the Lord's giving me a heart for Pueblo. I'm like, okay, cool. I won't be alone in the city. Um, but I think the Lord's doing something in Pueblo as far as ministry goes. And it's just been really cool to see, like as Mark and I prepare to get married, how the Lord is kind of aligning both of our hearts um to for me has no other answer than what must be the lord's heart for this city and so um i'm excited to be able to be a part of that um and to yeah learn how to do that um as a wife now as well and so yeah i think this next year for mark and i will will hold um yeah, just stepping toward what the Lord has for ministry in public specifically for the first time together as a married couple. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I definitely agree with you. I, you know, um, God definitely is, is up to something. He's up to something in that Southern Colorado you know, town of, of Pueblo, Colorado, that area. Um, and, you know, I know that, you know, in some way, shape or form, um, I'll definitely be, you know, um, probably partnering with you guys in some way. I don't know what yeah. that's going to look like, but I know we're going to probably team up for something, you know, as it yeah. relates to that area. Because um, even though we had, we had lived down there for a while, a little while, just a quick minute, um, and with AJ going to school down there, there is definitely a tug in that direction. And like you said, who wants to go down there? Who wants to be there? <laughs> but if the Lord is doing something there, you definitely, you know, I don't, you know, I'm, who am I to resist God? And so I don't know what that's going to look like. Um, I'm glad that. And you guys are really sensing that because a lot of people, like you said, would just say, okay, you went to school there. Now get out of there go somewhere else. Do something big with your life. But what if doing something oh, big, <laughs> you know, what if doing something big with your life is stepping out 
and living for the Lord in a place mm-hmm. where other people would abandon because that sounds that 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 has this taste and flavor like Jesus that he would go somewhere where people are like what are you doing there you know like the woman at right. the well his disciples are like why why are you going there he's like I got to go through Samaria why why do you want to go through there uh, Pueblo is one of those places but we know the the powerful impact that that young woman after a conversation with Jesus she saved the whole town <laughs> the whole town came out to hear him and came to know right. him and revival broke out you know because jesus felt like i gotta go through this out of the way place and so i think god does great things in out of the way places you know um so uh, i definitely encourage you um to continue to build that spiritual discipline of prayer of hearing god's voice um you know mm-hmm. staying in your word you know understanding that our our vision comes from studying the word of god it comes from seeing right. it unpack and unfold in the word um and then you know you, you just you just keep at it you know just keep being obedient um you know i i have seen a lot of our young people um grow up and everybody's doing their thing and from a spiritual perspective Man, I am just blown away, you know, at the faith, you know, that I see um, in in you guys. You know, some people are like, "Well, no, we did. They don't. They they're not buying a big house. They're not doing this. They're not doing that." But the faith, you know, the faith that that they are walking in, the faith that has been birthed inside of them, that's impressive, because there's a lot of mm-hmm. people that the world swallows them up and. They get caught up in either trying to chase things or depressed and broken because they don't have all these things. But there's something about just trusting God and and living a life that pleases him that, you know, Paul said, I've learned in whatever state I am, I'm, I'm in to be content. The Bible says that godliness with contentment is great gain. You know, to me, contentment is like a pair of strong legs, (laughs) you know, you can carry a whole lot, you know, if you learn contentment, man, you can, man, you can, man, you can pile it on. You got that contentment because you got those strong legs that can handle it. So Mariah, um, definitely enjoy talking to you and believe it or not, um, you probably don't feel like it, but really inspired, you know, talking to you. Um, and don't ever let anybody, you know, uh, make you feel like it. You are a very likable person. <laughs> um, okay. you, you know, I don't know you know too many people that would not, you know, like the person that you are and the person that you've become, um, yeah. growing up to be a, a beautiful woman and you'll be a beautiful wife. Um, and I, I, I expect, I expect that nothing else that you please the Lord with your life. And so, um, if you would just take a, a minute here and just pray for our listeners that may be yeah. stepping out into something and may, you know, be feeling like, I don't know. I don't know, God. <laughs> you know, if you would just pray for them um, that they would, they would step out and do what God is calling them to do. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. All right. Dear Jesus. Um, yeah, Lord, I just thank you for this time to be able to have conversation as believers, Lord, and to reflect on the things that you're doing in our lives and in the lives of many. Um, 
Yeah, Jesus, I just pray um, for your body, Lord, for the, for the listeners to this podcast, Lord. And I just pray for anyone who is feeling that anxiety and that fear um, to step out and to step toward the thing that you are calling them to. Um, Lord, I pray that, that we would rely on your character, the things that you've said about yourself, and we would trust that you would never lie to us, Lord. Um, you would never, you would never trick us, Lord, but that you would take care of us, that you are a provider, that you love us, that you are faithful, God, and that uh, we would walk with you, Lord, um, that we would step out of darkness and that we would walk in your light. Lord, I pray that we, um, yeah, that we would just rely on the person of Christ as we pursue ministry and as we pursue you and that we would see you be the God who makes dead hearts come to life, that we would trust you to do the things that we're not able to do, but that we would just be faithful and obedient to follow you and to be a part and to, yeah, view our engagement in your ministry as a privilege, Lord. Um, yeah, so we love you um, and we thank you for all the things that you're doing, all the things that you've done, but most importantly, just who you are. And for your son, Jesus, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. And so yeah. thank you again for making time um, to, to, to for do this interview. Um, you know, I, pr- I pray that God's blessing be on the ministry, the marriage, just whatever God has for you. Um, and we'll definitely we'll 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 talk and see each other again. Um, but I, I yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see, you know, how things really go and how things turn out. <laughs> so um, for my listeners, thank you for listening. Um, is there any way that if someone is listening, and they say, well, hey, I want to. I want to support. Is there is there a, a website or something that um, that they can uh, connect with you on? Yeah, I have a link. Do uh, you just want me to shout it out? Yeah, just shout it out, to... and then I'll put it in the description. Um, okay, so cool, cool. Yeah, so it's my dot org slash Mariah Greenwell, and um, got the option for recurring gift or one-time gift on there so yeah and so if you're listening and you want to you know uh, support someone doing full-time ministry um young woman fresh out of college just trying to live for the lord make sure you you reach out um she's uh, given the link and i will put it in the description uh for this particular podcast so you'll be able to click on there and support whether one-time gift or uh, be a, a monthly supporter. Uh, so uh, definitely um, thank you for your support of this podcast as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Remember to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. Till next time, um, this is the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network. I'm your host, Anthony Wilson. This was Mariah Greenwell. God bless you. All right.